0: Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Tribulation, Do Not Throw Away Your Confidence. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Our episode last week, Tribulation, Our Present Sufferings, was posted on July 30th. In that study, we noted, when we who are saved in this life die, we go to heaven. Heaven is a place where neither wicked men nor devils can reach us. In heaven, our souls are freed from sin and unbelief, freed from doubts and fears, and freed from everything that is distressing. Further, is the glory which God has prepared for His suffering saints and children the object of your faith? Certainly, in this regard we see through a glass dimly but we do see something that should excite us. Further, before long, that dim object shall be fully in our sight. We noted further that a commentary sentence said, if you see, end quote. This speaks to our blindness we have as sinners. As a sinner, one frequently does not see the consequences of sin. I think because we also seldom see the sin before its consequences are known the consequences of our sin make it better known to us the question that now occurs is whether we will deny what we see and or simply decide to live with it as people saved in Christ we simply and only need to ask him for forgiveness sin with its consequences suddenly is forgiven by Him. Now, our sin is not even a... To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, Tribulation, Our Present Sufferings. This week, our study is titled, Tribulation, Do Not Throw Away Your Confidence. This is a place one can come to because of persistent temptations trials and tribulations repeatedly experiencing temptations trials and or tribulations can cause one to come to this place where one throws away their confidence our bible verse this week reads so do not throw away your confidence because it has great reward from hebrews chapter 10 verse 35 that is our study verse this week However, let us first review the context this verse is a part of so we have the right understanding. But remember the former days when you endured a harsh conflict of suffering after you were enlightened. At times you were publicly exposed to abuse and afflictions, and at other times you came to share with others who were treated in that way. For in fact, you shared the sufferings of those in prison, and you accepted the confiscation of your belongings with joy, because you knew that you certainly had a better and lasting possession. So do not throw away your confidence, because it has great reward. From Hebrews chapter 10 verses 32 through 35. Before we start, verse 34 says two very important things of which we need to learn from. First, for in fact you shared the suffering of those in prison. While we may share the sufferings of others, today it does not remotely cause us to suffer the likes of those in prison. Secondly, the verse continues: "You accepted the confiscation of your belongings with joy, Hama." Could we today suffer the confiscation of our belongings with joy? What is up with that? The reason they could do that is because they knew that they certainly had a better and lasting possession. No man or woman can take away? Do we know what our better and lasting possession is? This is why verse 35 says, so do not throw away your confidence because it has great reward. Why would we not throw away our confidence? Why does it have great reward? To answer those questions, I will start with comments on verse 34, that you have in heaven a better and an enduring substance, better than any earthly possession and more permanent. It is one better. It is worth more. It gives more comfort. It makes a man really richer. The treasure laid up in heaven is worth more to a man than all the wealth of Croesus. It will give him more solid peace and comfort. Two, it is more enduring. Property here soon vanishes. Riches take to themselves wings and fly away. Or at any rate, all that we possess must soon be left. But in heaven, all is permanent. And secure. No calamity of war, pestilence, or famine, no change of times, no commercial embarrassment, no failure of a crop or a bank, no fraud of sharpers and swindlers, and no act of a pickpocket or highwayman can take it away. From Barnes New Testament Notes. I quoted that to tell you just how secure our reward is, just how much better and lasting a possession we have that is awaiting us. All this is what we see through a glass dimly today. Just what is this confidence we are not to throw away? It is defined by John S.C. Abbott and Jacob Abbott Illustrated New Testament, 1871, as our firm and steady faith. Is your faith firm and steady? Is it firm and steady to any degree of those terms in your life? To any degree of measure, can you provide an answer, to either of those questions? At the very least, we should be able to do that. Let us see if we can get some clarity on the answers to those questions. Observe the exhortation. Cast not away your confidence and courage in the free possession of Christianity, like cowardly soldiers that in the heat of the battle do cast down their shields and armor and run away. The Christian is a spiritual soldier. He must not shrink or give back, but die a conqueror rather than be taken prisoner. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. That commentary passage, may sound confusing to some. Where it ends, it said, Die a conqueror rather than be taken prisoner. This speaks of resistance we are to exhibit until we die as people frequently do in everyday life. This does not mean to die in a physical battle by sword, gun, or any other life-taking harm or war. No! This is a spiritual war not fought on the physical plane, meaning the here and now of daily life. While this spiritual battle may be hard to fight, it is because we lack the training to fight, not the resources. As born-again people of Christ, we have all we need to fight spiritual battles with regard to resources. Our only lack is the necessary training, even the required understanding, to fight spiritual battles. We begin learning what we need to learn by not casting aside, throwing away, as it were, our confidence and courage to fight. In the heat of the spiritual battle, we are not to act like cowardly soldiers, that in the heat of the spiritual battle, do cast down their shields and armor and run away. Further, observe, the reason which enforces the exhortation, which has great recompense of reward, mark, the reward is certain, and that it is due to such as persevere. Perseverance and the reward are inseparably joined together so that the one shall infallibly follow the other. Hence learn that in times of suffering and in the approaches of them, it is the duty of believers to look upon the glory of heaven under the notion of a refreshing and all-sufficient reward. from. Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. Notice these three portions of that commentary passage. 1. The reward is certain. 2. Perseverance and the reward are inseparably joined together so that the one shall infallibly follow the other. 3. In times of suffering, and in the approaches of them. It is the duty of believers to look upon the glory of heaven under the notion of a refreshing and all-sufficient reward. Let us look a bit closer here. Number one is quite obvious and clear. Our reward is infallibly certain. In other words, There is no uncertainty with regard to our heavenly reward that we only see dimly today. Regardless of how dimly we see it now, because we can see it at all, means it is there and it is certain. Our second observation tells us that our perseverance and the reward are inseparably joined together so that the one shall infallibly follow the other. This is like our left arm and our right arm that is inseparably joined to our bodies. Only by the violent force of some accident or by medical procedure can either be removed from the human body. So, our perseverance and our reward cannot be separated one from the other at all. It would be like our bodies being built differently so our arms could not be removed by anything or any force. In our final observation, we find that in times of suffering and in the approach of them, it is the duty of believers to look upon the glory of heaven under the notion of a refreshing and all-sufficient reward. Notice, believers are to look upon the glory of heaven. Do you also remember the verse that tells us to look up? Now, Family Bible Notes from the Nazarene Users Group gives us a bit more definition for confidence and great reward. Confidence, the ability and willingness of Christ to support, deliver, and save, meaning. His support, willingness to deliver and save us. Great reward, in peace of mind here and endless glory hereafter. It appears we are to have peace of mind not only in the hereafter, but in this present time as we live. If our peace of mind fleets from us in times of temptations or worse still, trials and tribulations, just what are we missing? How can we have peace of mind in distressful times? Yet that is the peace of Christ that is promised to us. Learn further Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. The same word is used here. As in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, where it is translated boldness, and may design here, as there, an holy boldness in prayer, free from servile and bashful spirit, and which appears in a liberty of speaking to God and in a confidence of being heard. Prayer itself should not be left off, nor should freedom, boldness, and confidence in it be slackened, or laid aside, or else a profession of faith is intended, which ought to be free and open, bold and courageous, firm and constant, and which ought by no means to be let go and drop. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible. John Gill states his thought twice for clarity. His second comment reads, Or else a profession of faith is intended, which ought to be free and open, bold and courageous, firm and constant, and which ought by no means to be let go and dropped." Here, Mr. Gill states, Clearly, six things we should note of our profession of faith. It should be free, open, bold, courageous, firm, and constant. Of this we should note fully that our faith by no means should be let go of and dropped by us as some do. Our confidence for our faith needs to be found in these six things we have noted, which has great recompense of reward. Freedom and boldness in prayer has its reward, for such that ask in faith shall have, and so has a firm and constant profession of religion. For he that endures to the end shall be saved, and so has a true and strong faith in Christ. Everlasting salvation is connected with it. The reward of the inheritance follows upon it. And this reward is the recompense of God's own grace. And it is a very great one. It is the fruit of great love and grace. Yes, it is no other than God himself, who is the exceeding great reward of his people. It is Christ and his glory and the riches of it. It is a reward exceeding and beyond all deserts of men and beyond all thought and expression. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible. Notice the first statement. Freedom and boldness in prayer has its reward. For such that ask in faith shall have, and so has a firm and constant profession of religion. For he that endures to the end shall be saved. If we approach God in prayer like a reclusive person, we do not exhibit boldness. Why we approach God that way can be caused by us not fully understanding the freedom in Christ that we truly have. Even in our prayer times, his word here encourages us to fully recognize our freedom and boldness we have in prayer, which, as commentary told us, has its reward. If our reward is so great and certain, How can we be so sure as to have unwavering confidence? It is as certain as if you had it in your hand. From Robert Jameson, A.R. Fawcett, and David Brown Commentary, Critical and Explanatory on the Whole Bible, 1871. When we have something in our hand, we can definitively see it, feel it, and may even be able to smell it. We can sense its texture and weight as well as seeing just what it is. It is with the same certainty that what we now see dimly is really there and what it actually is and nothing else. Further, our recompense of reward is of grace, not of debt. It is a reward of a kind which no mercenary self-seeker would seek. Holiness will be its own reward. Self-devoting unselfishness for Christ's sake will be its own rich recompense. From Robert Jameson, A.R. Fawcett, and David Brown Commentary, Critical and Explanatory on the Whole Bible, 1871. Let us note specifically that holiness will be its own reward. Self-devoting unselfishness for Christ's sake will be its own rich recompense. Now, finally, this comment in closing, cast not away therefore this your confidence, your faith, and hope, which none can deprive you of but yourselves, from John Wesley's notes on the Bible. If you can see the truth in John Wesley's comment, then you can see that no one can deprive you of your reward, your faith, and hope, but yourselves. Only when we lose heart and become sick with our failure. Do we cast away our confidence, our faith, and hope, which none can deprive us of but ourselves? Next week, we continue our summer series. Our episode is titled, Tribulation. Be patient in your tribulation. Why do we need to be patient in our tribulation? Tribulation can be very overwhelming. This degrades our ability to be patient in them. It is wearing on us mentally and emotionally if a tribulation or tribulations persist. Just how does this patience work that we are supposed to have? Join us next week. Find out more. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts. Or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow! All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all electronic Boston based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be saved Find our website at h-t-t-p-s colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o-r-g Please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphen, or spaces in Unchurched. Our mobile, tablet, and desktop-compliant website has more information, links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. Now, to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.